up, fam? It's your boy Brad Starks. Welcome into the Roto Lounge. Week one is over. It's a wild week one. A wild week one. But this episode, I'm here to tell you how much weight should we be putting into week one? And we'll look back at the last four seasons of week one and how it translated to the rest of the season to see if we're overreacting based on performances from week one. Then at the end of the podcast, I will tell you my waiver wire ads. You're probably listening to this too late. I just flew back from New York, so I will have this episode a day earlier uh, starting next week. But you can compare your notes to what I'm going to say. And if we're in lockstep, then you come back next week and let's see what we can do. But before we get started, you know what time it is. Go ahead and get yourself something to drink and meet me back here on the flip side. All right, I'm back. I'm not drinking bourbon whiskey. I just got back from New York. I got to get back to to work again tomorrow. The New York trip was a work trip, uh, so I flew back today. I'm back in the office tomorrow, so I'm just going to sip on a Kentucky bourbon ale uh, it's bourbon, it's beer, lager that's aged in bourbon barrels um, in Kentucky. So I'm getting my bourbon fix, uh, but it's not as strong and it's in a, you know, a beer format. So if you've never heard of Kentucky bourbon barrel ale, try to get your hands on it. Very, very good. Uh, it's like sipping on bourbon, but, you know, in the mouthfeel of a beer. So let's drink. Cheers to that. And let's get into week one. We saw a lot of crazy things happen week one. You know, I don't have to go on the podcast and name everything. You obviously know what they are. But what I want to go over are what are the facts from week one performances, outcomes, and how will that translate for the rest of the season? Because we want to plan for week two to week 18. And and week one definitely has a tremendous amount of outliers Uh, you know I went back to 2021 I looked at week one who finished as a top 24 player and then I played the rest of this the season and said all right who finished the year as a top 24 player and the numbers were pretty astonishing so I went back to 2021 and then I went back to 2020 and then I went back to 2019 so I got four years of data that we'll talk about See if there's some patterns that we can identify to help us narrow down some players that we want to either target or we want to fade. Let's go ahead and start back in 2019. And what I did is I went to Fantasy Pros. I looked at PPR scoring week one of 2019, the top 24 players and how they performed. And this is what I found out. Now, first of all, I was looking at top 24 week one and then top 24 for the full season. But then, you know, another pattern I wanted to look at is out of the top five finishers for the week, how many actually still made the top 24 on the season. In 2019, two of the top five finished in the top four. So the top five players in 2019 week one were Sammy Watkins, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Deshaun Jackson, and John Ross. Only Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler 
continued and finished in the top 24. C-Mac actually finished as running back one that year. So we want to look at those top five and see if there's any correlation in finishing top five in week one. And does that you know continue on through the season? Now, of those 24 players, the top 24 of week one in 2019, only 10 of them were also in the top 24 to finish the season. Only 10 guys. So that means 14 top performers week one were not even in the top 24 to finish the year. Now, that could have been because of injuries. That could have been because week one teams don't have a lot of film. They don't know, you know how you're going to approach the game. Weather conditions, injuries, a lot of things can take place. But we know in 2019, only 10 of 24 players that were the top scoring players in week one also wore a top 24 player to finish the season. And also for those 10 were quarterbacks. So quarterbacks seem to, if they did good week one, they seem to carry on through the season. Two of the quarterbacks that were in week one top quarterbacks, they didn't finish um, in the top 24 uh, for the season. All right, so now we go to 2020, okay? Same thing. There were three of the top five players that were top 24 week one, and three of those top five uh, also were in the final 24. So Devontae Adams was number one. He was also in the top 24. Josh Jacobs was number two. He did not finish in the top four or top five. Calvin Ridley was number three. He did. Russell Wilson was number four. So three out of the top five also finished in the top 24 to end the year. Now, as a whole, only nine players, there was 10 in 2019, only nine players in 2020 that were top 24 in week one went on to be top 24 to finish the year. And six of those were quarterbacks. All right, so you can see there's a pattern here with players that hit top 24 week one and not necessarily carry on through the season. Let's look at 2021. Of the top five players that hit in week one, four of those top five made it in the total 24. So... Amari Cooper was the first, the highest player that week. He had 38 fantasy points. He didn't finish top 24 that year. Tyreek Hill did. Kyler Murray did. Patrick Mahomes did. And Debo Samuel did. So four of the top five continued on to make the top 24 to finish the season. But as a group of the top 24 players, only seven, only seven players that finished top 24 in week one also hit top 24 to finish the season. That's crazy. So it went from 10 and 19, 9 and 20, and 7 and 21. So that meant 17 players that were top 24 in week one that everybody was hyped about, that everybody was victor lapped about, didn't finish as a top 24 player to finish the year. All right. Now, of those five quarterbacks... Were part of those seven. All right. There was Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, 
Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. And the other two players were Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel. So all the other skill positions did not do anything to be in the top 24 to finish the year. Now that brings us to 22. Last year, 2022, the top 24 players on the top five, four of the top five made it in the final 24. So Jefferson was number one week one. He also made the top 24. Mahomes was number two week one. He also made the top 24. Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley. Cooper Cup did not, and that's due to an injury. So we also have to take injuries into consideration. But those four guys were also in the final 24. Not the same scoring. Obviously, Mahomes was number one overall that year. Finished number two on week one. Jefferson was down, I think, at like six or seven overall. Um, but he was the highest scoring player in week one. So some of it does translate. Um, so for the top five, and then this is actually a big number. Um, 11 players, almost half, that were top 24 week one continued on to be a final top 24 player, which meant 13 of those guys did not make it. Okay, so that's the highest number of the four-year data that I had. We had, what, we had 10, 9, 7, and then 13. So as we go into this year, 2023, what I wanted to do is I just took the percentage of each year, and then I made an average percentage. So overall, 38% of the top 24, week one, also made it as a top 24 to finish the year. So out of 24 guys, that's nine players. All right? So nine players, let's say nine, nine or ten, scored top 24 week one this year, will continue to be a top 24 player. But before we get into that, let's look at our top four or top five. Remember, how many top five can carry on? So on average, we had, let's see, we had in 2022, we had four of the five. In 2021, we had four of the five. In 2020, we had three of the five. In 2019, we had two of the five. So we're looking at roughly two to three on average. Now, there could be four. Um, but on average, there's two to three of the top five. So this year, the top five were Tyree Kill, Brandon Ayuk, Jacoby Myers, Tua Tagovailoa, and the Dallas Cowboys defense. Okay, we can go ahead and cross out the Dallas defense. None, none of the years that we I did, the, the, the defense was that high. So that just shows you how crazy Dallas's score was week one. So... We can go ahead and knock out Dallas and say they're not going to be one of those two or three. So that leaves us with Tyree Kill, Brandon Ayuk, Jacoby Myers, and Tua Tagovailoa. If I were to guess, and this is just on perception, you could have a different opinion than me, but I would say now, based on injury, he could you know fall out of that. But I'll say if there's two of these, I will say it's going to be Tyree Kill. Okay? So that's going to put a check on Tyreek. So that means... If you have an opportunity at Tyreek, which you probably won't after this week, um, you know, he's someone that we definitely want to keep our eyes on. But also, we saw Amari Cooper have that 38 point week one and did not finish in the top 24 overall. So, you know, if something were to happen to Tua, 
then Tyreek could definitely fall out of the rankings. But even with a backup, you would think Tyreek would do pretty well. So this probably falls more on if Tyreek misses a few games because I think Cooper missed a few games that, that year. That's why he didn't make the top 24 overall players. So if I had to pick one more out of these top five, uh, Jacoby Myers already has a concussion, I believe. And I think Devontae Adams is going to be that top receiving threat. So I'm going to leave Myers out. So it's between Brandon Ayuk and Tua Tagovailoa. I think I'm going to go with Tua here because if Tyreek Hill finishes in the top 24, I would imagine that Tua also can finish in the top 24. And history shows us that a lot of quarterbacks that do well week one continue on to do well through the season. So I would say Tua Tagovailoa is probably our number two player. And then if we had a third one, if we had a third one, I would say Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk over Jacoby Myers. With Brock Purdy there, and, and, and um, Brandon Ayuk has shown that improvement over the last year of his game. And with Brock Purdy there, they just seem to be a good combination. They have good chemistry. And as long as Brock Purdy's healthy, we could see Brandon Ayuk have a really good game. So if you're in a league and you have somebody who put Brandon Brandon Ayuk on the trade block, thinking that they're smarter than everybody else, maybe you should go make a take a stab at it and see what they want for Brandon Ayuk and see if you know this history lesson here teaches us anything and perhaps Ayuk and Purdy could be a top duo this season. All right, so we did the top five. Now we want to look at the average players of the top 24. So I said it was on average 38%. So that's about nine players of the top 24. So as I go through this list, and I'll go through it with you, and so you can make up your decision as well. We had Tyreek Hill, Dallas defense, Brandon Ayuk, Jacoby Myers, Tua, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Stephon Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, Mac Jones, Algier, Kendrick Bourne, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Jordan Love, Tony Pollard, Anthony Richardson, Puka Nakua, Deshaun Watson, Travis Etienne, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Bijan Robinson. All right, and history has shown us that quarterbacks tend to roll over to the top 24 if they did good week one. We saw majority was like five, two missed, six, three missed. Four, two missed. So almost half of the quarterbacks would make it over. So if we look at our quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, I would say he's going to be a top 24 quarterback. So that's one. Justin Herbert. Everybody's been high on Justin Herbert. He was a top 24 player week one. Let's think he'll continue to do that and be a top 24 player. So that's two. Deshaun Watson. A lot of people were down on Deshaun Watson. Perhaps he can be one of those players that surprises and becomes a top 24 player overall but we're kind of on the fence with him so he could be one of the quarterbacks that do not make it so let's leave leave him off for now then we have anthony richardson nice potential to be a top 24 player overall would surprise a lot of people definitely surprise a lot of haters but just because he's a rookie let's go ahead and leave him off this time so we're going to have Herbert Mahomes. We're going to leave off Watson and leave off Anthony Richardson. 
And then there's Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I think I'm I'm safe leaving Jordan Love off this list because the fact that his wide receivers are banged up, Christian Watson's out, Jaden Reed now couldn't put weight on his on his foot after the game. I think Romeo Dubs is dealing with some hamstring issues. So I would leave Jordan Love off my list to be a top 24 player for the season. Then there is Mac Jones. That was a nice shootout with Philly, but I would think that Mac Jones will fall back down. So I would leave him off my list as well. Then you got Tua Tagovailoa if we think he's going to make it. So that would leave us three quarterbacks that make it, and it would leave three that I left off. Okay, that would be Watson, A. Rich, Mac Jones, and Love. So four. All right. Well, I've never seen it to where there was more that didn't make it than did. So let's go ahead and add Watson and Anthony Richardson back to the quarterbacks that potentially could be top 24 to finish the season. That would put us at five to two, which is more on par with what we've seen over the last, you know, four years. So that's huge for Anthony Richardson. That's huge for Deshaun Watson. If they're in your leagues available, Someone has them on the trade block. You want to acquire them. Perhaps you can get them now before you know the season progresses and they really start to do well. Now, if you don't agree with that and you think it could be actually Jordan Love instead, you think it could be Mac Jones instead, you know, then that's a, an opinion that you should also use to try and go get some of those players if you can get them for cheap. All right? So, five quarterbacks. And we only have nine, let's just go up to 11, nine to 11 players. So what five players on this list do we think could potentially also roll into the top 24? You got Aaron Jones. He's already dealing with a hamstring. You got Austin Eckler, who's dealing with an ankle. You know, so these guys already have injuries. Jacoby Myers with concussion. Now, in your opinion, you feel like they're going to make it? Perhaps, but why don't we go ahead and start and let's eliminate players first. Who do we think is a one-week wonder that is not going to pan out and be a top 24 player overall? And you're talking about top 24, the best of the best of the of the league. Who is not going to be in the top 24? Okay, starting at the bottom, Bijan Robinson. All right, him and Algier are, are going back and forth. That could ultimately dictate who is in the top 24. If one of these guys goes down, I don't imagine they're going to split carries all the time. I would guess that Bijan is just getting acclimated to the league, and I think eventually he will probably take over that bell cow role. So I would probably say he will make the top 24, and I would say Algier won't. So I'm going to put an X by Algier's name. Mahomes will. Herbert will. Travis Etienne I don't know if Travis Etienne will make it all the way through the season and be a top 24 player. He's got Tank Bigsby there who potentially could split carries throughout the season, right? We're talking about the whole season, not just week one, week two, week three. We're talking about the whole season. A lot can happen. So I think that Etienne and Tank could find themselves battling for some goal line touches, maybe some you know, target share, things like that. So I'm going to put an X on Etienne and say he's not going to make it either. Then we have Puka Nakua. Everybody's all over Puka Nakua, top waiver wire ad, 
you know, people are going to blow money on this guy because he did good. Look, I don't know what happened in that Rams-Seahawks game. I figured the the Rams would get smashed in Seattle. I mean, they have good defensive backs. They have good pass rush. But it was the complete opposite. They threw. Nakua had, I think, 10 receptions. Uh, Tutu Atwell had a good game. I mean, I just don't know what happened. But before the season started, everybody was clowning the Rams. They lost Cooper Cup. They have no team. They have no defense. So can Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell really step up to be elite-level players in the NFL? I have my doubts. I have tremendous doubt that that's going to happen. And I am one of the believers that think this is one of those one-year or one-week wonders where Puka Nakua will, you know, they'll look at his tape. They'll see what he did. Now, he did do well, right? He had a 40% target share. He played outside. He played inside. So they can move him around. He's not going to be like super easy to defend. But again, this was week one. A lot of teams don't have tape on these guys. Nobody knew who Nakua was. Um, So I'm going to keep him off my list. I'm going to say he's not going to be a top 24 player to finish the year. So that means I'm not really going to want to push Fab on him, right? I'm going to want to push Fab on guys that I think might end up being top 24 players uh, to finish the year, all right? Then we have Anthony Richardson that we said yes. Then we have Tony Pollard. Hmm. Tony Pollard is very polarizing. He did good. Can he withstand the whole season of being a running back? Uh, I'm going to put a question mark on him. He, We're going to come back to him. I won't eliminate him quite yet. Um, but that's one that we're going to revisit. Jordan Love, I would say Jordan Love is going to be off the list. Then we have Michael Pittman Jr. You know, last year I believe he was also one of the top players in week one. Um, yeah, he was him and Jonathan Taylor both and Carson Wentz, I think, or Matt Ryan were all part of week one, top 24 week one, and, and they kind of fell off. But Richardson and Pittman could develop a rapport, and he could be the go-to guy um, for the Colts. Could be a surprise player this year. I'm not going to eliminate him quite yet until we're finished with with this exercise here, but I'm going to put a question mark by him as well, just like I did Pollard, um, because he could be someone that surprises us. Justin Jefferson, yes, uh, we do want to think Justin Jefferson is going to be a top 24 player. Right now, most of us have him as the best wide receiver in the game of football so he's going to make the top 24 right so that's going to be one two three four he's going to be our number five guy then there's calvin ridley hmm calvin ridley was off out for a year year and a half came back had a great game zay jones had a great game christian kirk saw his target share drop uh to a nine percent which was pretty, pretty awful. Um, he played 90% in the slot while Ridley and Zay Jones played on the outside. And I think that's going to affect Kirk. But again, Ridley hasn't played for full season, season and a half. It was against the Colts. A lot can change. You know, I think Zay Jones should be a waiver ad because we don't know what's going to happen in this offense. And I think it's going to be a good passing offense. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and eliminate Ridley right now. I don't think he's going to be a top 24 player to finish the year. I think Jacksonville has a lot of weapons. They have Evan Ingram, Zay Flat, or Zay Jones, um, Christian Kirk, Tank, B- or Tank Bigsby, 
Travis Etienne. So there's a lot to go around. So I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Calvin Ridley from the top 24. Kendrick Bourne from New England. I think that's an easy one. I, I think they had a, a good week, but I can't imagine Kendrick Bourne is all of a sudden going to be a top 24 player. So people might also be pushing him as a free agent ad, but you know, I, I just think that's going to be, you know, a shit show there in, in New England. And when they play against teams where they can run the ball, I think they're going to try to focus on the run. But I think the Eagles front is just difficult to run against. So we saw them passing more than we normally would. Uh, and it was a shootout. They had to try to come back. And that could happen a lot. But, you know, Juju's there. Parker will be back soon. Uh, Pop Douglas is there. You know, I, I'm a fan of Keyshawn Boutte. Hopefully he starts getting some opportunities. You know, he got three targets. Hopefully he gets more than that. But I just don't think Kendrick Bourne is a top 24 type player in this league. So I'm taking him off the list. We're also taking off uh, Algier. We mentioned that earlier. Cheers. And we mentioned we're going to take Mac Jones off of our list. Because we don't think he's going to be a top 24. Then there's Christian McCaffrey. Yes, we think he's going to be on there that's number six stefan diggs yes we think he's going to be on there number seven okay so let's count them up again make sure we have seven well let's go ahead and add Bijan. so that's an extra one so Bijan is one mahomes is two herbert is three a rich is four watson is five justin jefferson is six c mac is seven stefan diggs is eight to attack by is nine Tyreek Hill is 10 and Brandon Oak is 11 that's our max we said we go anywhere from 9 to 11 so we're at our max right now so what that means is I've left off Austin Eckler Austin Eckler is already dealing with an ankle injury Josh Kelly seemed to to get a lot of his touches uh, in the second half I think he had 90 yards and a touchdown if this is an injury that lingers, we could see Eckler play less in this offense. We could see Josh Kelly playing more in this offense. And this is why I think Josh Kelly is probably my top ad for the week because he's clearly the backup. Isaiah Spiller was a um, uh, inactive behind undrafted uh, free agent this week, uh, even though the undrafted free agent you know, is a kick returner as well. Spiller was inactive i think that was elijah dotson is that that player so if eckler were to go down kelly would take over and they would activate spiller and they would probably rotate um, but we might want to see eckler stay healthy and have that backfield be split maybe kellen moore saw the tony pollard zeke elliott type backfield and wants to keep his players healthy so I'm going to go on a bold, bold prediction here that eckler won't be a top 24 player now he might be a top five running back in fantasy he might be a top 10 running back in fantasy but i don't think he's gonna be a top 24 player which i think i only have one running back on here uh, and that would be Bijan. um so we'll look at that off so that means we also left off pollard we also left off Pittman. didn't go back to those um i see christian mccaffrey on here so mccaffrey Bijan would also be top 24 players and we're leaving off Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had a great week, uh, had some hamstring issues. Um, so if there's any leagues where A.J. Dillon is on your on your waiver wire, I think he is a 
must add, especially if I don't think that Aaron Jones is going to be a top 24 player. You know, maybe he falls down in the rankings and, and maybe he doesn't have any competition from A.J. Dillon, but um, there is potential that, that he could. So the moral of our story here is let's not get excited over week one, okay? Yes, some of these players have good weeks, right? The competition, lack of film. Lack of game plan. Maybe an injury happened and they had to throw players out there and they they game plan for, for, for Cooper Cup and he doesn't show up. So now they don't know how to game plan and they weren't ready for the Rams, right? Now people see a game plan of what the Rams like to do without Cooper Cup. Things are going to change a little bit. So don't spend too much money on these fab if it's not going to be a long-term solution. Now, if you believe in Pua, Nakua, Go after him. Don't let me discourage you. But looking at the last four years in history, most of these guys from week one are week one, one week wonders. That's all they are. They're not going to make it through the season and be a top 24 player. Yes, they might be good. Okay, Pua Nakul might be a top, you know, I guess he could be a top 12 wide receiver, which is still a wide receiver one and not be in the top 24. But I don't. I'm not betting on that. I'm betting the Rams are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they're going to get exposed, and teams are going to figure out how to shut some of these players down. So that leads me into my waiver wire pickups. Who I think we should start looking at. What players are out there in your league? Whether you have a deep league or a small league. I'm just going to go over over some of these guys, um, and I'm sure you've heard them from around the industry. Uh, but for me, Josh Kelly is going to be number one. Um, I think that, you know, he had a nice roll week one. The Chargers are going to score a lot of points. And if something happens to Eckler, they're going to need to lead on a running back. Kelly's entering, I think, his fourth year. Shown improvement year over year over year. Uh, Spiller wasn't inactive, so he doesn't appear to be a threat at this point in time. So I would go after Joshua Kelly as my top white waiver wire ad. And here's some other ones. Colts running backs. Uh, I look at Evan Hogue had a knee injury. Um, Zach Moss is supposed to come back. Deion Jackson right now is the guy. I really believe that Jonathan Taylor is going to come back and be the starting running back for the Colts. Uh, I think Ursay will see these games around the league and realize that running backs are valuable. And Jonathan Taylor is as valuable as a Brees Hall. He is as valuable as a Bijan Robinson, a, a, a Tyler Algier, right? These type of players. In a good running scheme, a good running back is valuable. And I think he's going to pay Jonathan Taylor. So I wouldn't spend too much money on these guys, Moss and Jackson, because I do think at week four, I think he'll be back, and I think he will be starting for the Colts. Um, if, if Brock Purdy's on your waiver wire, I like Brock Purdy. I mean, he's very efficient. He just goes out there and throws touchdowns and wins football games. Um, he, he's not electric or anything, but, you know, he can pick up some rushing yards. Uh, he can throw touchdowns. doesn't turn the ball over that much. Kind of like a sleeper quarterback. I think he could be, you know, a player that could enter the top 24 overall quarterback um, when it's all said and done. So if he's out there, even in single quarterbacks, I wouldn't mind picking them up in single quarterbacks. Um, stash them on your bench, right? Um, I think Kenneth Gainwell, 
He's clearly the number one back in Philly. Rashad uh, Penny was an inactive. I think Gainwell might be dealing with with some type of injury. Um, so we should see a little more Swift this week. Um, but Swift is also injury prone. And, and Penny will probably be active. So I don't know how much it would cost you. But Gainwell is someone I would keep my eyes on. Uh, Tank Bigsby. Uh, like I mentioned that I think during the season, ETN and Bigsby will probably split some carries at some point. Uh, Bigsby's just a good player, and they're going to want him on the field. Uh, Puka Nakua talked about him. Uh, you know, he did have a 40% target share, right? You can't not be impressed by by his week one. Um, you know, obviously by week two it will be too late because everyone's putting in uh, for him this week, but I just think you're going to have to pay way more than – than you should for him. And if you don't get him, you'll have your fab to spend, you know, throughout the season. So if you do want him, just don't, don't blow it all on him. Um, I don't think he's the type of player that's going to, you know, carry your team through the season. And it's really because I think the Rams are going to be bad um, and they're going to play some good teams and they're going to figure out how to stop these players. Uh, so be careful on that one. Kyron Williams, <sighs> I'm a little scared about Cam Akers. Uh, I believe he's the best player on the on the team as far as running backs. But, you know, Cam had 22 carries to his 15. Um, and when you look at in the first half, when you look at snaps, I think Kyron Williams had 26 snaps to Cam's four. Just I'm not sure what's going on in, in the Rams and Cam and, and what that relationship is like, but it just seems like he can't get the backing of them so I don't know what to expect moving forward. So I'd probably throw a free agent ad at Kyron Williams just in case something happens and he does become, you know, more involved in that offense. And I don't know what he's going to cost you, but you know, maybe you know, put five percent of your fab on him and see if you can grab him. Um, here's another one. You know, uh, Baltimore people are going to go after Justice Hill. People are going to go after Gus Edwards. People are going to have to go after Melvin Gordon now that J.K.'s lost for the season. Um, I, I tried to be on the Justice Hill uh, bandwagon for years and years and years. He always seems to get hurt. So if I were you, and, and I'm always trying to be ahead, a step ahead of the competition, I look at uh, Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell was actually one of the running back sleepers coming into the draft that I had talked to the patrons about, a uh, super fast kid. Um, he was on the bubble for the 53-man roster, and – they were afraid that they were going to get him sniped if they put him on the practice squad. So they actually put him on the injury reserve, which means he can't come back. Uh, he loses the first four games. But now that J.K. Dobbins is out for the year, I'm interested to see what Baltimore does as far as the running back. If they don't add anybody and they ride out with Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, and Melvin Gordon, it makes me believe that they're going to try to to have Keaton Mitchell be part of that rotation. And with Todd Monken in there, I think he likes more of the electric player like the um, like the Justice Hill. So I think Keaton Mitchell could be someone that could surprise when he comes back. No one's talking about him right now because he's not in reserve. So we still have a few weeks um, to get him. But if you want to get on it now and try to get him for free, because basically he's going to cost you zero fat right now if you want to stash him for three weeks to see what happens. If you have those three weeks to spare and, you know, he comes back and 
maybe they do put him on the practice squad. They don't elevate him, whatever, whatever. You can make your decision to, to release him. Um, but if he does come back and is a part of that offense, um, you know, you got him for free. The only thing standing in his way uh, would be Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, or Melvin Gordon, none of which are too scary. Um, they are experienced um, unless they also sign a free agent. So, But J.K. is not coming back. So if you think it's worth a chance and you have the room, uh, that's something to think about. Chiefs wide receivers. Um, I'd hold on probably for a week or two. Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney. Um, but I think it's a good idea to start looking at Rishi Rice and MVS if they're on the waiver wire. You know, we think that Kelsey's going to come back next week, and that's going to open things up for the wide receivers. We still don't know who's the guy. We still know who's the guy. You know, people are clowning Sky Moore for zero targets and or for zero catches on four targets, and Tony for his butterfingers. All that can change week two, man. It's going to change everyone's opinion if something happens week two. So let's not get too ahead of our skis after week one. Week two will tell more of the story. Maybe they are going to be busts. Maybe it just didn't work out week one. And, um, you know, I posted on Twitter that last year, Devonta Smith for the Eagles uh, had zero targets or zero receptions on four targets week one. I think it was fantasy football wide receiver 160. He ended up being wide receiver number nine on the on the season, right? He had a bad week one. It happens. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves because of a bad week one. Um, a lot can change as the season goes on. So I'd hold on to those guys for a week or two, maybe longer, depending on what your roster looks like, just to see if uh, they work things out when Kelsey gets back, if that offense looks a little different, has some more open windows for some of these guys. And they just complement that that scheme much better. Uh, I talked about A.J. Dillon. If he's on your waiver wire, I wouldn't mind trying to add him in case something happens to Aaron Jones. Um, Juba Hubbard. Uh, Miles Sanders basically is the offense. Um, you know, I think Bryce Young is going to struggle a lot. And another Panther I like is, is Hayden Hurst. Uh, 20... Bryce Young had 20 completions, and 25% of those went to Hayden Hurst. Um, pretty much the other 25% went to Miles Sanders. And then Chuba also caught two passes. So if anything happens to Chuba or anything happens to Miles Sanders, I think Chuba steps in um, and becomes a big role in that offense because Bryce Young is going to have to get the ball out quickly. He's just going to. He's just, He's just a small quarterback. They're already going to figure out how to scheme him, so it's going to have to. They're going to have to establish the run and get the ball to the running back. Um, so I think Chuba is a nice stash in case something happens to Miles Sanders. Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is back. You know he's recovering from that that Achilles or, or his ACL. And last year he's a year removed now. He tried to play in Tennessee, didn't do much, um, but now he's a year removed. Um, had a decent game in Houston. You know, people are saying Nico Collins is the wide receiver one. I would not really be surprised if by the end of the year it turns out to be Robert Woods as the receiver one. He's the vet. He's experienced. Uh, he's going to be playing slot. Um, probably a better check down target for the the rookie quarterback. So I would probably add Woods for cheaper than Nico Collins. While everyone's going after Nico, I'd go after Robert Woods. Um Darnell Washington for Pittsburgh. They look like a disaster. Um, Pickett didn't look good. 
Uh, Pickens had three catches. I think Allen Robinson had four catches. Deontay Johnson had four catches, I think. Uh, Fryermuth had one catch, and then I think he got banged up. So if Fryermuth, you know, is banged up and, and, you know, he can't make it through the season, maybe Pittsburgh looks at being creative and putting Darnell Washington out there, being a big target for Kenny Pickett to perhaps help him. Um, maybe they change the offense a little bit to get some big targets out there for him. So I wouldn't be too scared to maybe add Darnell Washington for free um, and see what happens in the next week or two um, if you have the room. Uh, Zay Jones. I talked about Zay Jones. Um, you know, Kirk got moved to slot. So really it was Zay Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley show. Uh, he had 20, 20% of the target share. He had five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Just very solid. Had a very solid season last year. Uh, someone you can put on your bench can probably be a confident flex play. If you don't have anyone for a flex, you can throw Zay in there. On any given week, you can have two touchdowns. He has that chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. So it's not a bad add right now to, to kind of stash him. Um, and then Tajay Ty, Ty Spears. Uh, I think he outsnapped Travis or um, Derrick Henry. Um, looked explosive, but uh, you know if anything happened to Derrick Henry, uh, Tajay Spears is clearly the next man up, and seems to have the athletic ability to to be good. You know whether that's a long long term thing or not, but um, it could see some some impact this year in redraft. So. I think that's all of the people that I have that uh, I think you should kind of look at this week. But again, the moral of the story is don't get caught up on week one. I think we'll do this exercise week two. We'll go back four years and see top 24s week two and how they they finish for the season. And we'll start to develop that pattern and see what type of pattern we're looking for. Um, and uh, And we'll go from there. All right. Always trying to get better trying to win those championship titles, trying to be one step ahead of our competition. That's what we're doing here in the Road Lounge. So I appreciate you tuning in, listening, and hopefully uh, some of the advice that I gave will help you in your quest to win that championship this year. Good luck. And if your waivers have already cleared by the time you listen to this, reflect back, see if some of your thoughts match my thoughts. We'll see how these players end at the end of the year to see if you know the process looks good sounds good or is completely off all right so this is a good exercise and we can learn from this and develop a, a process etc that's how you can stay consistent fancy football having a good process and trust the process over the results um, if if it seems like it's a good consistent process so anyways that's all i have for you this has been your boy brad starks good luck week two um if you're on the patrons reach out to me um in the discord um you know i'm always there we can talk about week two um but i'll be dropping some more stuff for you guys this week and we'll get ready for week two so cheers this has been your boy brad starks from the road lounge 